What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Barangay Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have our homie Ruiji Kun, who is a music producer, beat maker, instrumentalist from here in the Philippines. You probably know him from his work with Cartellum and all of those guys' individual solo artists. Right now, he's ranking number three on the iTunes charts with Wyan's Good Problems album, where he produced half the tracks. But before we get into the episode, first, I just want to remind you to please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever it is. Please be sure to follow so that you can stay up to date with every new episode. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. So today on the podcast, we have the homie Ruiji-kun. Bro, say what's good, man. What's up, guys? It's Ruiji-kun, and you're listening to Dom's podcast. What's up, Dom? (laughs) (laughs) What up, what up? Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to have you on, man. Uh, We've been using your music for the podcast for I don't even know how long, maybe the last year. Yeah, man, I remember we're, like, talking (laughs) online with the beats and took some time for me to send it, but... I'm honored to be part of the podcast. No doubt, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think it's been like 30 episodes that we've used your music, something like that. But yeah, man. Let's get right into it, bro. Let's 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 start at the beginning. What? Um, how are you right now, man? How is how has everything been with with COVID and everything? How how have you been at home? Man, um, I'm doing my best to cope up with the situation. You know, like. I constantly remind myself to look at the brighter side because, you know, uh, we, have, we have the perspective. Those are the options that we can do, you know, like apparently the world is in, not in a good situation, but that's already given. Now our job is how to react on it. So I would love to react in a positive way, although it's easier said than done. It's yeah. still like... Um, like mental challenges like it's more it's more apparent on this kind of time because you know you spend your most of your time inside and you know also inside your head so that's something challenging and i'm trying to cope up with it but nonetheless i'm doing great i'm thankful and everything how about you man how's it for, for sure you? man yo i'm 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 pretty good i'm all right really uh my girl and i just moved into a new apartment here in Makati, so we're we're pretty good man no problem. I mean, obviously there's problems. Everything's mostly bad, but like you said, it's all perspective. It's all looking at what's good and what's bad and what's in your control. That's that's really my my main focus is um, to stay focused on what's actually in my control. You know, yeah, or, yeah. the virus itself is not something I can control, but I can control myself getting it and not yeah. getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, so that's, yeah. that's really my focus is just things that are in my control, you know, and just trying to make the best of it. Yeah, what have you been? What have you been up to in in your isolation? Man, I'm trying to spend this time, um, basically just um, like being like a caveman, and I'm trying to, I'm taking <laughs> this opportunity to, um, notch up my 
music thing, you mm -hmm. know, like, because I have all the time now, so I can just focus on it and um, learn something new. So that's what's up. And yeah. Also, like, you know, so. you know those oh, things that you cannot do on a, the, norm, the normal before, the normal before that we had, like, somehow there's like opportunity to try try it out so i'm also trying to work out in a way and read books and meditate and shit yeah. like that because you know Hell you yeah. have the time and you don't have to always to go out so yeah yeah definitely up. man no i totally agree that's great i'm happy to hear that you're working out reading books what have you been reading <laughs> um i'm reading this um the power of now by eckhart tolle so that's why i yeah. got interested on that podcast of Russell Brand because he was uh, okay. um, a guest of that. But yeah, it's a great book, man. I I recommend to all to everyone if they have that's, time. That's been in my list for a while. I've never read it. I've re I've read a lot of books similar to it because that's like a um, spiritual kind of book, right? Spiritual enlightenment kind of book. Somehow, yeah, but but it's like on a more logical way. It's not like those magical and you know, it's not <laughs> like a metaphorical way like so i was like kind of skeptic before i read it like yeah. uh you know it's that kind of magic thing but when i start reading okay it makes sense it's like that like he's yeah, explaining man, this, it yeah ahead. he's explaining it in a common sense type of way so it makes you think about it yeah right right <laughs> no that's dope that's dope yeah I've, I've read a couple of books like that like um uh there's one called the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday there's one, uh, one of the all-time classics is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I don't oh, remember yeah, who that's by. Yeah. You know, those are all kind of in the same, in the same sphere of, of genre where it's like, you know, oh. it's spiritual enlightenment, but from a very literal perspective, not, not so spiritual and metaphysical, like you yeah, said. Yeah. Like, you or, know what I mean? It's much more literal. I, I appreciate that. Like, when they... When you get to read something and apply it to historical context, like when there's history involved, it becomes a lot easier for me to understand. Yeah. Because there's real life examples. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Yeah. But yo, aside from that, let's get into it, man. So for those of you who don't know, Ruigi Kun is a producer. He produces a lot of fantastic music, man. And we've been using his music here on the podcast for about 30 episodes. So I'm sure you're familiar with at least some of his stuff if you're listening to this right now. Um, Ruigi, man, tell us, how did you get started in producing? What were some of your like earliest inspirations to get started? Man, um, it all boils up from being curious, you know? Um, yeah. I just listen to it and I just wonder how they do it. But first and foremost, I think I won't, I won't be a beat maker or producer if I wasn't a b-boy because I also dance. I, I'm a break boy if you're oh, familiar word. with that. Or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. So... That being said, I'm listening to a lot of um, hip hop records, and yeah, you know, I was like, because you know, it it sounds different from any genre if you're first time listening to hip hop. Like the production wise, is it's not like a live live band type of thing. There's, that's when I appreciate sampling, like, because when I learned about it from hip hop music, and then yeah, I stumble upon Nujabes if you're familiar with him. Yeah, of course, man, of course. And so. When I first heard about him, about with his, the first time I heard his music, and I, I was my mind was blown. Like I didn't expect this kind of um, hip hop 
approach. It's hip hop, but know? it's so beautiful. It's so yeah. melodic and and like it's like soulful, so yeah. soulful and jazz and because usually when like the uh, general idea with the hip hop music is like more of aggressive type of thing. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. When stumble upon on this kind of um, approach with hip hop, like oh shit, this beautiful. So I resonate with his music. So that's what inspired me to do the kind of bits I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. He's he's one of the all-time greats. Absolutely one of my favorites, man. I, yeah, I love man. talking hip-hop on the podcast. I probably do it a lot more than I should. <laughs> you know, I talk a lot about rap music on the podcast. I, I am a hip-hop head through oh, and through. Word, man. Yeah, like, yeah. For real. And all this, man. You probably can tell. We've, yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked a lot on Twitter and shit like that. Um, yeah, man he's a great inspiration a great way to get started so so when you were getting started like uh what was that process like for you did you did you go out and buy gear right away or were you just mixing on like working on your computer like what was the process like to get started man it took me years before i started and like i only have that inspiration for years and i know for myself because i was still in the high school that time i think i was in fourth year high school so okay i would be like 15 years old and yeah i I, I said to myself one day I'm gonna do that because I don't I don't have those I don't have money to buy those equipments and it yeah. took me like four or five years before I can buy those when I finished school I was able to get a work and buy buy a uh, MIDI uh, this machine drum machine which Funny one? Funny fact, uh, this native instrument the native okay, machine. Okay. Funny fact, I uh, I bought this first before I bought a laptop so. <laughs> I cannot even use it. You know? <laughs> so the, that's commitment, man. That's commitment. You know, yeah. you have to buy the laptop next. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it's gonna be a waste. Oh yeah. You know? And this is the most no, expensive I that. thing I, I, I bought so that. far. And yeah. I was like, no, I was afraid to be honest, because it's like a big money. It's like gambling. I was like, do I really want this? You know that question in myself. But anyway, I want it. So yeah. I get it, and then took me some months, save up for a laptop, and yeah, man, it's like a long time coming. I started yeah. when I was tw 20 years old, man, and I'm... How old are you now? 24, almost 25. Oh, word, okay, so you're a year older than me, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, that's dope, that's dope. Um, so you've been four, almost five years into it, and obviously your career is doing well. Let's talk about that, like... Um, what was kind of your first song that that really started to get popular? When did it start um, to happen for you? Um, with a beat, let's say with a beat. Um, I think the big factor of that is like being with Cartelum. You know what I yeah. mean? And as a producer for Cartelum, I think that opens a door for a bigger um, audience. So that's I think that's some um, essential part of the start of the career yeah. when I produced some tracks for their first mixtape and obviously a solo mission mm -hmm. from from YN single and this it's I still feel like I'm still starting out you know I don't feel like I've been here for like five years I still feel like day one and so I got that feeling that there's always something more and I think I'm not there where I'm, I feel I need to be, so. Yeah. 
No, I, I get that, man. That's a good thing. That's a good thing that you're hungry. It's the drive to, to keep doing more, you know? And, I mean, you definitely accomplished a lot, man. Cartelum is, is really one of the biggest, and in my opinion, the best hip-hop act in the Philippines. And you you obviously have been a major part of making that happen, you know, in terms of, of creating the music that they, they get to write their lyrics to. And yeah, so, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Props to you on that. Because for me, like... I can say that Cartelum are probably my favorite rappers in the Philippines. All of those guys, shout out to them. They're the homies. They're probably my favorite rappers in the Philippines. But then also when it comes to the production on, on the actual music side of things, it's, uh, I don't mean to throw shade at anybody, but by yeah, far, right. the, by far my favorite that in terms of the beats that I hear in the Philippines, like by far, <laughs> but, but to me, that's, that's not surprising because, like we were just discussing, you and I listen to a lot of the same music. Yeah. And and I don't really know a lot of people here who listen to the music that that you and I both share on Twitter, you know what I mean? True, man. Yeah. I, I'm also like on that kind of headspace, like who, who the hell listen to this aside from me and aside from you? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and that, that that's... That's really something I wanted to talk about here on yeah, this episode, sure, which was, which is kind of the the identity of the hip hop community here in Manila. Yeah, or like, yeah, we like can, how would like, you describe it? Um, when we talk about hip hop community, it's gonna be like a a big. It's gonna be like a big talk because. From what people see as a hip hop community, it's just a one side. Most mostly, it's just about music. But if you really dig into this hip hop culture in the Philippines, there's mm -hmm. way more to that. As a b boy, I, uh, I witnessed the underground culture of, like, you know, the hip hop is a culture. It's not just a genre. You know, it's like yeah. breaking, MCing, graffiti, and DJing. And when we talk about culture, it's all about community and what most of the people see is just the industry side or the music genre and just to let them know and I want to take advantage of this platform to tell that there's more than that and if you would digger you know like there's a bigger movement than than what we see on the internet and there's like community stuff going definitely. on definitely so, because yeah go on yeah so we can talk on something just with the music and we can also talk about the culture, like in a bigger picture. But with the music, I think um, the audience still, um, how should I say this? Like um, mostly of the audience, they just listen to what it's what sounds familiar, which is let's say those pop culture, like you know those hip hop music that being pop so that's right what they cling more into you know and yeah. um comparing to the to the type of music that we are listening with the, with the artists that we have in common they're like more on those like abstract kind of approach <laughs> like you know what i mean so yeah. that might be hard to digest for the common audience yeah you know like it I only know very few people who listen to them, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think there is 
I think there is a lot of appreciation for hip hop, you know, and that's that's great. That is fantastic. But like you were just saying, the audience is still kind of developing to being more open to the abstract side of hip hop. Like you were saying, you know, like, um, I, I don't know. I just think there's still room to grow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we we're just saying, like, there aren't a lot of people who listen to the same music we listen to. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah, it's the same sure. way in the States, you know, in, yeah. in New York, if I go to a concert of, uh, I don't know, any, any indie rapper that we both listen to is like, maybe there's at most a hundred people in the crowd. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. just the way it is. And cause it's an independent genre, independent side of the genre that, that we're referring to. And for me, I think it's moving in the right direction. You know, like when obviously I've been to a bunch of cartel shows and, and those are bigger than a lot of the underground shows I go to in New York. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. lot of people that pack out these shows and a lot of these people know all the words to all of these songs. Yeah, so man, to me, crazy. that's it's crazy. Like to me, that's a huge sign that, that the, the community is moving in the right direction, like definitely moving in the, in the right direction uh, in terms of the audience. But then in terms of the music, yeah. let's, let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the music being created here. Like, um, majority of the hip hop artists that you that you know here, are they more on the radio mainstream side, or are they interested in more of the abstract stuff in terms of what they're creating? Um, I would say, for me personally, I see kind of kind of see both. Okay. Um, and I know, not really, not personally, no, but I'm aware of some artists who's on to that radio stuff, mm -hmm. and I also know. A, quite some artists who are into their own art shit you know what i mean yeah and for me personally I, I don't i don't i haven't paid much attention to it i just i just look and i just look outside and then go back inside of my head because i'm somehow busy creating my own world you know <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah um it's I don't want to sound bitter about it with the radio thing because it's like I don't know if that's that's some sort of like a sellout thing if they if they really want it that's good for them if that's the kind of sound that they really wanted or are they just hopping to what's hip you know like what happened yeah. to what's the what's the popping sound right now but if you if it depends on your intention if you want it for the fame so yeah it will reflect to your music that but if you want it if you want to really have a good message it will reflect as an art you know what i mean yep and so yeah um but respect for all for all the artists you know like if they want to do the radio thing that's what's up because apparently that's where the money at and <laughs> that's also an important part of it i, I ain't gonna lie I'm also here for the money, but first and foremost, I'm here to, for the respect and to inspire people. And, Word. But I also need the money to keep doing this, you know. Yeah, so of course. I'm I'm trying to penetrate like both sides. It's like a splitting road, you know. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> either you go underground and go broke, or you go popping up and be, um, you know, being a sellout. But what? Another question, what is sellout? You know, like, what's the idea of sellout? 
Exactly. Think, like there, there's this great quote that I know that says, um, if you're an artist, if you're a painter and the moment that you sell a painting for the first time, you've sold out. Yeah. Ward. Yeah. So, so then what really is selling out? If, yeah. if the idea is to make a career out of your art form, what is selling out and what is not if you are selling your art? For me, you know? for me, um, on that note, I think it's about, it would be a sellout if you compromise yourself, you know, you compromise your identity, your art. Right. Just right. to get, just to get the money. It's a sellout, you know, that's for me. So that being said, I would love to approach this game being true and getting money at the same time. So yeah. I'm selling my shit, but I ain't compromising my shit. Yeah, and, and that to you me, there's I mean? nothing wrong with that. And I think yeah. for you, the money's just going to continue to come in because you're very good at what you do, man. I hope so, man. <laughs> I'm doing my best. It's like a constant process of figuring out, you know, there's no actual step-by-step um, -step or book that yeah. can tell you what to do. You know, with art, basically, whatever kind of art you do. Yeah, there's never a right or wrong way to do it. So, So you are... You're fully independent, right? You're not with any label affiliations or anything like that, yeah, right? Man. Yeah, fully independent. So um, how does that process work for you and, and for the other people you work with and in Cartelum or just you as a solo artist? And, um, Cartelum is independent. Every individual in the member, the members are all independent. Yeah. And it's more, it's more work, but... You know, it's like we are more on hands-on of what we want it to be, and like. But it's how more is it, work. How does it more work? Much. Like, um, instead of just focusing on the music, we have to deal with the marketing strategy and business side of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's um, compare. If you're having a label, you can just focus on the music, and the label They'll can handle the rest. pitch you on different market or whatnot yeah but that's so, all cool you know like yeah yeah definitely so for you as a solo artist um how much how much music have you released whether on um, on spotify streaming services or just on soundcloud like how much have you released out there i think i released already like seven or eight bit tapes mm. and some damn that's a lot man i was thinking like three yeah, or four man. <laughs> yeah man that's quite quite some but yeah um well i have the freedom to do so anyway so ain't right. nobody stop like holding me back to do so and and i feel like i have to work three times harder because apparently i'm not a rapper you know like mm -hmm. rapper um gain more attention than a beat makers or producer because they have the words you know they they speak words and like on mine, I I just have this instrumental, but I take pride of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's more, it's more entertaining to watch rappers because they they speaking. But, you know. Hey so man, I for have, me, I'm just as entertained watching a beat set, like absolutely. But um, I'm probably not like most people. <laughs> yeah, word man, I, I'm the same. I I'm really enjoying those live sets too. So, 
And you play well, on a 404, right? When you do your live yeah, sets? Man. Yeah, I do. Well, I do play on we, a we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Sure, sure. Not, not yet, but we will talk about that. But um, going back to being independent, I wanted to compliment you on your, your marketing talents, man. I actually think you do a very good job. Yeah. Like I always see you putting out different merch over the last year or so that people can can purchase and uh you know I, I think you've always done a really good job with that and honestly you've inspired me to do better at that oh, because i sure, i man. personally i'm pretty lazy when it comes to marketing i like to just actually put out the the, the final product you know what i mean i don't, I don't yeah, like yeah. to do the marketing side of things but you know you gotta live and learn and yeah man I've always felt like you've done a good job of that. Like you, you sell shirts and stickers, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. And where, yeah. where can the people find that real quick? Man, um, they can find it on my page, but usually it's like a quick or limited run only. So yeah, they have to stay connected to catch up. <laughs> yeah, word. And do you sell? Um, are all of your tapes for sale on on Bandcamp? Yeah, man. My, my beats are f available for. Every beats I put out can be is available for whoever artists wanna rap on it. So, word, yeah. word, word. Okay, actually, you just you just gave me an interesting idea. Um, just out of curiosity, like when you're making a beat tape, when you're making beats, do you already have it in mind that you want somebody to rap on it, or are you just making standalone songs? Because that's a debate that happens between with a lot of producers, you know, like mm, yeah, yeah. my homie, nothing new who I know you've been listening to. Yeah, he, yeah. he was just on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I listened to him. To, to like them. I know. I, yeah. Oh, word. Cool. 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 Like I know that whenever they put out a project, they might put one song out on the project that has a rapper, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the song there and the rest of the songs on the album, their intention is for it to just be beats. They're just yeah. songs. They're songs mm -hmm. already. You know what I mean? So when you're creating, do you already have it in mind that, hey, I want to send this to Wyan or I want to send this to Cartellum or is it just more creating for you? Um, for me, it's on the second option. I Most of my beats, I made it for myself. It's like more of like a standalone. So okay. Cause um, like there's also like a debate between being a beat maker and a producer. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've like, read some some things. Yeah. So for the listeners, um, so this is just an idea, you know. Like beat makers are the one who just basically make beats, and producer are the one who put it all together just to make the song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I approach it. As a beat maker, but when when it's about like a song with a lyrics and whatnot, that's when you have to put your producer's hat on because you have to keep space for an artist to put lay down their their lyrics and whatnot. Right. So I think the only time I put out an artist who's who are rapping or have a lyrics was the last tape I had, like the some things to say and some moments mm -hmm. to stay. Some that's moments to stay. YNN, IDSGR, but mostly um, I do my beats for for myself. I, I I make them for myself. But if it's gonna be for Cartelum, it's like a different approach because you know it's a collaborative thing. So I have to adjust. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, were you you were with them locked in 
wherever that was, right? For yeah, and Tuki got out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. For 90 days. <laughs> 90 days. Yo, tell me about Crazy. that. Can we talk about that real quick? Like, yeah, I know you sure, guys man. worked on a lot of music and, and ended up putting out some a lot of stuff in that time frame. Um, man. Was that Good the music song. video with IDSG, right? Yeah, yeah. The one you did? Yeah. The, that, that, that was tight. Man, that was um hell of experience, man. That's I think that's one once in a lifetime type of thing. Like we came there for a gig and for just basically for like a a week. We supposed to be to be there for like five to seven days. <laughs> then eventually we got locked out, locked down for ninety days, and yeah. all our clothes are just for five to seven days. So that's <laughs> the funniest thing. And man, that's crazy, and I love it at the same time because, you know, that's the chance when, like a team building type of thing, yeah. you know, like a getaway, but in a longer run. So it really tested our relationship and whatnot because we have to deal with each, with each other every every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I was uh, there's so many videos of fucking Bobby just <laughs> being Bobby, you know. And those are just basically in between the boredom. The rest of uncaptured in the video are just plain boredom. We're yeah. really bored out there. But we, <laughs> at least we trying to make something out of it. Yeah, you know, and like so we, you you had the opportunity to create and work together a lot because you're there with the not the whole group, right? But a lot of the, a lot of the group. Yeah, for sure, man. And so, yeah, and we're thankful for the people who accommodate us in that city because they help us. Like the equipment that we use are all just borrowed, you know. Oh, for uh, real? Yeah. You guys didn't bring well, any so I only have this interface, so yeah. and the laptop. So yeah. everybody's using my laptop and the interface, and we just borrow uh, a microphone and a studio monitor speaker. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. That's good, man. So what was that like in terms of, like, were you guys trying to create music every single day or was it kind of just whenever you feel like it, you were you were working on it? Man, the first month is, like, all fun because it's just like having a vacation. Yeah, you know, 30-day vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a month is just a month, you know? Yeah. And we're, it's really fun, like, every day is a new day every day is a new day there the first month because mm -hmm. then we, we we have that idea oh, it's, it's just gonna be a month because that's the initial announcement that the lockdown is just for 30 days like, <laughs> little bit, we know it's gonna be the three month lockdown so <laughs> passing by the the first month we heard that there's gonna be like a 15 day extension and i was like we were like kind of disappointed you know what i mean yeah. So we just trying to hold on. Okay, just two more weeks, and after the fifteen day, another fifteen days. So yeah. the middle part kind of kind of been like a mental challenge, you know, like because we don't really know when we could go home. Like there's no promise. Well, there's a promise date, but it's not guaranteed. It's always extended. Yeah. We even thought we might stay there until September, but thank God we're here now. <laughs> but yeah that's the hardest part for real like mentally because somehow you sort of feel trapped in a way at least that's for me yeah but um aside from that everything was great man i'm, I'm looking back at those memories as a wonderful memories like um it's 
it's a way it's a time when you can really develop your character and you know test yourself mm -hmm. and yeah music musically wise you know like i know this i because i tried to make a beat there as much as i can like two beats from wyan's album i made from there and my approach from making that bit was different and I was I was also surprised that I was able to make that bit kind of beat yeah that's something I cannot do at home you know so yeah. there's something about the energy of being the people around being with people around you and making it this really different type of energy when it comes to creating so yeah man yeah no that makes sense that makes sense so so it's both good and challenging. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's challenging, you know, because you're somehow you're not comfortable in some sometimes because you're, you're basically missing home, mm -hmm. your your own space and whatnot. That's that's for me. But aside from that, man, fantastic experience, amazing. <laughs> feeling that way of missing the comfort of your home or where you normally create your music you were still able to execute and not only execute but experiment with new things based on the people around you and the place you were you know I think I think that's a, that's the goal for a lot of artists you know who want to be like Kanye and get away to and go to where does he, where does he go yeah, Wyoming yeah. or wherever wherever yeah. it is the fuck he goes in the mountains or whatever he does you know, like that's that's something a lot of artists aspire to do. You know, a lot of artists want to get that getaway and experiment in a new place, new location, do some drugs or whatever, and like, you know, just figure shit out. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think it's great that you guys had the opportunity to do that. You said two two of the songs off of uh, Wyan's Good Problems, off of Good Problems were, were yeah. made there. A word. Yeah, yeah. How many songs in total did you have on, on Good Problems? Um, six songs out of eleven. Hey. So almost like half of the album. Yeah, that's dope, man. How does it feel? So for those of you who don't know, um, how many days ago? Two days ago? Was it yesterday he dropped? When did it drop? Um, two days ago. Like this week, I think Wednesday. So nineteen, I suppose. Okay. Oh yeah, no, just twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Twenty six. Okay. Last week. Yeah. So. So the homie Wyan from Cartellum dropped his newest album, Good Problems. Uh, it's been trending pretty high on iTunes here yeah, in the man. Philippines. It's How does that feel for you, man? You got six, six songs produced by you. Are number th The album is number three on the iTunes Philippines hip-hop charts. How does that feel, man? Man, that's crazy. And I'm proud to be part of it. Also, big props to Wyan for, you know, making it and much love to the fans who make it happen because it if if it wasn't for the fans it won't be off the chart like that and and of course if it wasn't for Ryan to putting out like a quality content it won't be like that as well so and, and 
for me to be part of it is a very great experience. I think that's something, one for the book, something yeah, to definitely. look back when everything's said and done. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Like, I, I actually haven't listened to it yet. I've only heard rap shit off the music mm. video. Uh, I haven't had the chance because we've been busy with the moving into the new place. Oh, yeah. So I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, but if you're listening to this right now, Please go check out Good Problems by Wyan. Half the music on that is produced by Ruiji Kuhn. So let's get back to it, bro. Um, you've been producing for four to five years now, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how much have you grown personally from that experience? And how much more is there? Like, what, what are your highest goals, you know, in terms of wh when you got started, what were your goals and what are your goals now? How has it changed? Um, in a in a long in a bigger picture, I want to. Um, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. You know, I want to try the, so many things when it comes to making music or beats. And for now, as I don't know why I feel like this. I still feel like I'm on I'm on my first year, like what I mentioned earlier, because. Mm -hmm. When I started, uh, like I mentioned, I was inspired by Nujabes, and I still have like a couple of beat tapes on that kind of approach, you know, with the chill beats and whatnot. And I want to move on from that because I'm into like different kind of mental state now. And so I'm, I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting to drop up these beat tapes that, that's on my, on my laptop and move on to a new sound. And, the goal is to inspire people, man. Same like how this inspiration, you no know, people that I mentioned inspired me. Mm -hmm. And I want to make timeless music, something that you can resonate when everything is said and done, you know, like Beethoven type shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's also like a big inspiration because, you know, Beethoven, he ain't, he ain't singing and whatnot, like Mozart and shit, you know, they just yeah. do instrumental things. So, I want to be like a modern day Beethoven type of thing. That's a good same goal, man. I like that. Same like like Jay Dilla, man. They're forever leaving New Jabez. They're forever gonna leave because yeah. they they make something that is timeless. Yeah. And also, I want to give back to the community, man. Like, but I want to get money from this first. That's for sure. But yeah. you know, it's not about the money, but it's out there. I want to get it. That's what Anderson Pack said. You know that song? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> once I get that, I want to give back. I want to give back to the community because that's where hip-hop came from, man, from the ghetto. Yeah. Know, from the ghetto kids of Bronx, New York. Yep. So that's the real essence of doing this hip-hop thing. If it wasn't for hip-hop, I won't, I won't be doing this thing. I won't be on this position, so... It's just my duty to do the same, to Word. give what is given to me. Word, definitely, man. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, what what are the new sounds that you want to uh, experiment with? Like, what what styles are you considering? Man, you know those artists that we're listening. I'm, I'm, they are my biggest inspiration these days, especially in during this lockdown, mm -hmm. this COVID thing, because. I have the time to listen to their discography, to to the whole album, and you know, 
uh, we can talk about them and and how <laughs> I was inspired with them. You know, Pink Sifu, Slash yeah, Malone. Hell yeah. Who else? Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Live or Live, L I V dot E. Mm, I don't think I know her. Man, um, they they just bring something new to the table. Like first, I heard the I heard of Pink Sifu like couple of years back from the Ensley mm. tape and now this okay. he, he released the Negro and I'm inspired with the creation of the album and it's it has really like a essential and powerful message on it and as a whole album it's something else man and also like Sloss and Malone the that project Acquired Pharaoh from 2006 to 2018 that project's I'm not it's, sure if I've heard that. Oh yeah, man, you should check it out. I'm looking it's it up right crazy now. Crazy for me, cause that project's some sort of like formless, and that's his form being formless. It's like okay. in a constant process of change, and I very resonate on that, cause I believe that's the nature of life, man. Change is all about change. This is ever changing. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, that's a very great message to convey true music you know change can be good there's nothing to fear about about change uh, as long just as have, for the better yeah just have to embrace it no matter what yeah yeah man those That's kind of bad. sound man like um I'm, I'm inspired by those kind of artists who are not afraid to to do whatever they want you know that they don't have to oblige on what's popping you know because mm -hmm. It means freedom. It means like freedom of expression. Like Definitely. Truly be who sound like however they want or look however they want. Whatever kind of art we're talking about. So yeah. it's kind of like Pink Sea Flynn's Lost in Malone. I think they're really doing it because I think for like what, what we talk about for like general audience, not many will will really appreciate them because like they might find it weird in a way, but there's something about their creation that tickles my creative side. Like, oh weird. shit, that's crazy. So if, it, if I'm thinking of Pink Sifu, I'm thinking of like uh, not so rhythmic beats where it's you know it's it's not quite as as melodic as a lot of other stuff, but it has this energy that really resonates with yeah, the listener yeah, especially when you combine it with with his lyrics you know and it's it's very powerful music um who, who else you've been listening to who else you've been listening to this year um who else let's see i'm listening to these beat makers from japan who who, of, who who tell me you know, you know il sugi no, I don't. Who the hell man, is that? Man, you should check them out. They're they're fucking ridiculous in beat making, and it's just crazy. And that's why I feel like I'm still in the first year of beat making because I feel like I don't know anything from this shit because they're crazy and flipping shit. You know, Taji Mahal and Yotaro and Buddha Monk. There's a lot of dope cuts in Japan, and without a doubt, I know one day I'm gonna meet them. I'm I'm gonna perform with them. I can visualize it. And I want to show showcase that there's some someone from the Philippines, you know what I mean? <laughs> Word, yeah. Because I mean, I don't I don't really know if there's anybody else in the no. Philippines who you, you, who does. 
I'll link it. I will link it up to you, man. After after this, and Word, you can yeah. watch their live set, man. Ilsugi is fucking crazy with beats. Send it if over, please. If, if you're familiar with um DB Yassi, you know. Yeah, of course. Man, it's something like that with the bumps, but in a Japanese way. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, okay. Japanese has this certain kind of style where they do their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> does he? Does he do like the? I mean, are there Japanese artists doing the same thing with like the eight bit sounds that DiBiase does? Um, the shit that sounds like video games. I'm not sure exactly, but I bet there there are there are a lot of underground beat heads also in Japan. Maybe Word, yeah, yeah there are big, yeah. of course. And they are also on the SP four hundred four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. So, yeah. what brought you to the four hundred four? Uh, for those of you who don't know, like the four hundred four is is like a legendary instrument in. in in hip-hop music whether you're you know i know so many guys who produce and rap in the states and when they're doing their shows they're playing their beats off the 404 yeah. while they're rapping and shit like that and at the same time they're modifying their beats doing random shit to their sounds and it's i love that that to me is Crazy. like to me that's the most pure form of rap music you know if you're a rapper and and you can play with your beats while rapping on a 404 all at the same time and you put that together for me that's the it's so pure it's so entertaining like that's the to me that's the best so let's talk about it how did you get to the 404 man i just saw i saw a video a live set on youtube and i was like what the fuck is he using that's fucking dope and i was mm-hmm. reading on it and then i realized it's the 404 so i thought i need to have one of it so i get it yeah <laughs> it's funny because I, I just bought the machine like months ago and i kind of shit did i bought the wrong equipment i should have i should have got the 404 but yeah no regrets um yeah it took some time for me to get it actually because it's hard to find it here in the philippines yeah, they're honestly kind of hard to find in general even yeah. in the states they're, they're a little hard to find like I know a lot of people kind of source it. They buy them through other producers, you know, not really yeah. buying through stores. Because it's a little hard to find, especially the right one. Like, I know a lot of people swear by certain generations of the 404. Yeah. I don't know I don't know about those specifics. I just know the 404 is a legendary thing. So you've only had it for a few months now? I know you had it in January when you performed at, at our our show. I had it for, um, I'm not, I have it for years now. But, um, oh word okay I, I only got it like a year after i got the machine and oh okay okay i think it's really handy for live set because it's it it ain't that big it's portable and you can put it all together in there and you, you won't need a laptop it's like yeah. optional to have a laptop with it and you can bang your beats on there and you know it's a crazy equipment and i think i haven't learned enough from it there's so much to learn about it so are are you using it for for sampling or are you using it are, are you not using it in production or are you just using it for your live shows like what what's your workflow like with that sometimes i use it for sampling because um because mainly i use the machine for the production side and okay the sp404 for the live but yeah. sometimes i also use the 404 for tweaking the samples because the 404 has those effects when you can do some pitch manipulation and whatnot and it gives some crazy crazy sound you know it's the djx looper and the bpm looper somehow gives a different kind of pitch manipulation to the sample so when i think 
a certain sample would be would be great for that effect I would put it in the 404 then put it back to the DAW to the DAW yeah also the sound of the 404 is different when it's coming from the 404 the compression the texture of the sound it's different very different very different yeah so that's what I, I love about it yeah I imagine that works really well with the music that you create in terms of the kind of the chill jazzy inspired hip hop yeah. music that you can make yeah so just out of curiosity like how did you kind of find your your style i think that's an important question to ask mm, yeah, an true. artist no matter what it is that they do like how did you discover your identity as an artist um man with with um with that question i can only answer for for what it what it is about me right now because I think mm-hmm. it's in a constant change, like what I mentioned, and I, yep. for sure this style that I have will change. So, I just, I just do what's comfortable for me. What I feel, I feel myself the most. That's when I think I develop my style. Because, like I mentioned, like I do my beats for myself, so I only have to please myself, and I'm cool with it. With what I made, I think that's that's what makes the style you know and yeah it's like but right now because um because i i feel like i'm still young with this thing i'm still i'm still like a baby on this and i still <laughs> like people might think that i still i sound like this or sound like that well, I'm inspired with, like what I mentioned, with Jabez. So for years, I'm trying to have that kind of feeling or style that he has. So so now that I'm kind of achieving it and it, I kind of make a foundation with a workflow of making to to have that kind of style. But don't get me wrong, I, 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 put, I put my own, own approach in trying to get that style. You know what Bruce Lee said, like takes, take what's essential, discard what is not and add what is your own so i do that approach i add what what is my honest expression with that certain type of style and moving on from that i have to i want to create really like i want to separate myself from anybody else like i want people to hear that that is luigi when they hear that so that's my goal and it's in a constant process and yeah i don't know if i answered the question no definitely yeah 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 no all good all good man um no i totally get that you know when it comes to music production it's it's not something that's ever going to be the same you know obviously you can't keep making the same stuff over and over again because then what's the point of making new stuff if it's all the same you know yeah so it it has to continue to change and grow um this is a, a stupid question, but I want to ask it anyway. If there was one like dream rapper to to rap on one of your beats, who would it be? Oh man, who, that's, who's the that's, perfect rapper to rap on your beats? That's a hard question because there's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot on my list. Um, let me think about it. Man, I would love to Pink Sifu to rap on my beats, man. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And who else? Um, 
ano, my phone. I'm pretty sure there's a lot on my on my list. I just cannot mm-hmm. think about <laughs> right now. But on top of my head, I, I'm thinking about Pink Sifu, man. He's a big Word. inspiration to me currently. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. Um. Shit, I just had another question, but I forgot what it was. Um. Oh, I remember, oh, yeah. man. There's like one one artist who really inspired me before I make beats. It was CJ Plilo. He's a Filipino-American rapper. Who's that? CJ Plilo. I don't know him. Who's that? Man, search search him after these. Um, he's a Filipino rapper, man. But born and raised in California. And I just dig his music way back when I, when I was just listening to music. And I was like, so I fall in love to his um, rap songs and whatnot, and funny thing, I was able to connect with him just later this year. So oh, for hopefully real? someday, hopefully someday we can do something. He's not that active that much, but he's still making music. Word, but, yo, yeah. actually, um, this is off topic, but I just wanted to say, like, in terms of what you just said, like, yo, it's it's easier to reach out to people than you think. It really is. Just just telling you this as a friend, like we talked about it on a couple episodes ago on the podcast, how how simple it is to reach these people that that you might think you never have a chance of of getting into a conversation with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like email addresses are pretty much public nowadays, you know, like or you can just send somebody a DM and see what happens. You know, there's nothing wrong yeah, with, with taking that shot at an opportunity that could change your career. You know what I mean? Like so. I'm telling, I'm saying this to you and I'm saying this to anybody listening out there. I know we, I try to say this on the podcast as much as possible, man. It's as simple as sending a message that, that, that is something that could change the the whole trajectory of your life. You know, like, like, like you said, Pink Sifu, right? You, you love Pink Sifu. He's a huge inspiration to you. You would love to have him rap on your shit, right? Send him a message, man. You know, like you never know. man. To be honest, I tried. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. But I think he wasn't able to see it anyway. But yeah, I tried that approach, man. Because you know, in Instagram, like DM direct message is open to for everyone. You know, Mm -hmm. so you can always shoot your shot, and who knows, it might change a thing. I'm gonna look at his Twitter right now and see if I can send him a message. We we have a lot of mutual friends. I don't think I I I might have met Pink Sifu once, but yeah, I I don't really think we've met he's not really from he's not from new york so yeah. he's probably not around very often but we we definitely got mutual friends maybe i could find a way to reach out to him i don't know are you, are you, are you familiar with um the collective slum slum s-l-u-m like mike and aid hakim oh i, I didn't even from, know they were a collective I yeah i know there. i know mike i, I met him a couple of times yeah I'm not I sure if they're still collective, though. But yeah, I saw like a mini documentary on YouTube that they're like in the same gang. I don't know, actually. I, I haven't. I haven't really heard of. S- or was Slum? How how old is that documentary? Is that going back a few years? Yeah, I think years ago. Okay. Yeah. So Slum was the group that he was in when I met him in oh, really? like 2015, oh. 2016. Yeah. I, to be honest, I. I I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but to be honest, when I first heard Mike, I saw him in concert several times. Have you have you heard of Dean Spencer? Yeah, man. 
Okay, man, word. that kid is crazy. He's, he's really good. Yeah, he's a very longtime friend of mine. Oh, um, dope. I haven't had him on the podcast yet, but I love the guy. And I used to shoot for him in New York, so he's good friends with Mike. Oh, and Lord. they would do a lot of shows together. And honestly, the first time I met Mike, I think he was with Slum. It's like two other artists in the group. And I was not a fan, man. <laughs> I did <laughs> not... Did not vibe with me at the time for whatever reason. I was not, I was not into it. But no disrespect, man. It's all love. Yeah, oh boy, yeah, boy. Adi Hakim. I remember this guy. Remember Dim Spencer, man. I, I saw. I just stumbled upon his music like months ago. I think I was in Tugigarao that time. The last. Oh, time for real? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Man, he, I'm just randomly browsing on YouTube and I saw his music video. His videos are also crazy creative. Now. Yeah, man. I was actually going to send you some links to Dean Spencer when we got off the call because I was like, I think I think you can you could uh, get some inspiration from this because a lot of the beats that he sings slash raps on are very very spacey and eclectic and very different from what you typically yeah. expect out of hip hop or R and B music or whatever it is that he makes. Um, does he also produce his own? He does. He does. Oh, yeah, he he has a project coming. I don't know if it ever, I don't think it came out. So we recorded an episode for the podcast like in October or November last year, but we had recording issues and the episode never got to go oh. out. Yeah. But I think the the last two singles he, he put out, Green Starter and Bike, I think he produced both of those. I know he's putting out a project this, either this year or next year that he said he's using only his own beats. Oh, no. Yeah, but and his, as his far style as, is, go yeah. on. His style is fresh, man. Like, it, it has its own identity, and that's what I really adore with this artist. You know, yeah. Like, like Dean Spencer is like a mix of new things. I can yeah. I can hear the being the use of on on his music. Yeah, it's like definitely. something new. Definitely, man. I I love him. I'm a huge fan. He's a great person. We've been friends for years That's now. Dope, uh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I think his his two recent projects, Pretty Face and We Think We Alone, their majority are produced by his best friends Spencer and 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 those guys. Shout out to Spencer Williams. Um, they they all just work together. They all went to high school together in New York, and oh. they just do it, man. It's it's so different. It's so fresh to me. Like. It, there's nothing else like it, really, and I, I I really admire artists who can do that, create something that's totally new. Yeah, man, that's really really great, and it's yeah. nice to know people who fuck with the same shit. You know what I mean? Because it's rare <laughs> yeah. to it's, it's rare to like really know people who know this artists, and that's what's yeah. Out. That's actually another the, question. Oh, go on, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and for the listeners, you know, like find something that you really like not something that people you know what other people thought about like definitely it's dope and you if know. you want to uh listen to some new music obviously we're here with Luigi Kuhn so go check him out uh if if you're into hip-hop music I, I know you'll find something you you like you relate to out of his discography he's got seven or eight b tapes out there definitely worth checking out um and I'm sure you've heard his music here on the podcast anyway so um but that was one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, actually. Um, in terms of the community here here in Manila, like, um, 
I talked about this a lot recently with, so we have an intern right now who's doing the audio production for the podcast. Shout out to Scott. Scott is from California and me and him recently, he lives here in the Philippines now. And we've been we're like reminiscing about, because he listens to the same music. He really oh, does. Boy. Like he really, really does. I was so shocked to find out that he did, <laughs> but he really, he really knows these artists. And what we talked about was like, just the, the the community in in California and in New York where there are just beatheads. Yeah, man. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. th- does that exist here that I just don't know about? Like, are there is there like a community, a scene for beatheads where there are those parties where it's just like hip hop beats for hours and hours and hours, no real rapping going on. It's just the beats, everybody playing on a four hundred four. Like, does that exist? Man, I think I think so, but it's like there's a I bet there's a man, not bad, but I'm sure there's um a community of beat makers, but not not as pure as a hip hop type of production, you know. Right. You know, you know if you of, know you know similar objects, he has yeah. this um collective named One One, so yep, they're all beat heads and but different kind of style like more of ambient and but also there's also the, some hip-hop approach and yeah i'm i'm also like thinking about that because in cali and new york they have this kind of community with we're all just you know those straight up bumping head nodding type of event for peace yeah so yeah and i'm also kind of looking for that and no disrespect to the other beat makers locally you know like i'm i'm sorry if i don't know if there's something like that and if there's none i want to i want to do something like that that's one of my goal and the same yeah. with the japan japan man they have that thing too this artist i mentioned ilsugi they have this um beat making community type thing yeah i mean that's that's so important in my opinion like that 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 community needs to develop you know it needs to happen for for the genre to move forward you know and for me personally as as just a fan and a lover of hip-hop music like i want the community to continue to grow here here in manila because there's so much there's so much more out there that that needs to be experimented with you know like um you know like animals yeah yeah i know louise that's the homie man i love louise me and him are are pretty good friends and we've gotten to chat a lot just like kick it and talk about rap music you know because because you don't really get that opportunity here to nerd out over like weird rap music you know and it's just the question is how do you develop that that scene how do you develop that community where there is like a safe space for for that type of music to happen you know where how do you develop the abstract community True, and that's man. that's something I've really been trying to figure out here in Manila how how to make that happen. Obviously, things have gone differently this year than than we're expected, and those things haven't been able to happen. But I personally really want to try to make that difference in in developing the scene here because word, word. it's clear that the the fans are here. You know, people love hip hop music. It's just how do we open more doors to take things in different directions? Yeah, to showcase it, you know, to show yeah. it. And yeah, I also like speak to Louise. We met up once during this pandemic and 
kind of talk about it and, uh, and we talk like in states like almost all artists know each other and that's crazy you know like yeah yeah they're yeah, all yeah, friends man. they're all friends and that's what's up and i i don't know if i could feel something like that here for me as an artist like i'm also trying to look with a similar with a similar objective you know with a similar type of sound and i think building a community is essential you know like it doesn't matter how great you are but if you're alone it doesn't matter no matter how great you are and you're just alone you know you it doesn't it doesn't really kind of like um vital you know that's why yeah. having a community would make this kind of expression and sound go way longer yeah like to pass it generation from generation you know yep definitely so, man and you yeah. know that's that has a lot to do with it what you just said in terms of generation to generation like that's the thing man hip-hop has existed in in places like new york and and la for how many years now 70s Four, man yeah since, since 40 50 years you know happy birthday to hip-hop last month like it's existed for so long in those places and that's what it's required for the community to get to where it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why the community is so tight because it's been there for generations and building and growing for generations. So when we look at it here, it's like we can accelerate that process through social media and the internet. True. You know what I mean? But then there's the huge setback we've had this year with COVID and you know, I, I really had plans this year to, to push things, to, to make it happen, you know, ever since that January event. Man, um, thanks for having me on that event, man. It's yeah, for sure, man. For sure, of course. Thank you for Brand doing up. it, man. Um, but I, I really want to push that. I want to create the space for showcasing that art. You know what I mean? And for me, that just comes from, from living in that community you know i live yeah. in the rap community in new york city I, I live it i breathe it i sleep it you know that is that is my life over there and i just want to bring that same energy here and, man. um i i really believe that you and i being friends is going to be a huge part of making that happen you know um and people like louise and you know, there's so many obviously but just to name a few like you two are, are in my opinion very important for that that community that's seen to develop um yeah man we'll see what happens <laughs> I, I just want to tell you this that i'm here to help so i would love to help to build that because that's also like a goal for me personally so we yeah. can share the same goal man so i'm here whenever you need help you know let's build that man that's i think that's essential i think that's important yeah definitely man word yo um bro this has been a lot of fun man Man, this has been for, a lot of fun. For, for sure. We can talk for more hours. Though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely could. Yeah. Well, yo, um, tell the people, like, do you have any projects coming out anytime soon? I know you said you got albums on the laptop already. What's what's up what's up with that? What should we be expecting? Yeah, um, I'm about to release the 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 volume two of Cozy Vibes. So last Fire. March I I released a volume one. It's like a trilogy. Okay. So this like a departure project from this style i'm doing from this chill and cozy beats yeah and i dedicate this project to to the people who inspire me 
like I mentioned, Dila and Javis and for the people who listen to me. And yeah, I hope. And th this is the kind of sound where people um, learned about me or listen to me. This chill and cozy thing. So the volume two is coming soon. It's just a matter of time. And the volume three also. And then we move forward to a new chapter and I hope people hear it more and yeah cartel music there's, there's a new cartel music coming and don't forget the good problems by wyan yeah. and also sika from cartel and he's also busy doing a lot of new music okay uh, it's what's up yeah word so luigi kun you can find you on spotify, spotify bandcamp SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, hit, hit his Bandcamp on Bandcamp Fridays if they're still doing that. Um, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, man. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And just search for Luigi Kuhn, R-U-I-I-J-I-K-U-N, and find me there. And let's, take, let's get connected and make dope music for the sake of history yeah man <laughs> word and, and like you said before man uh i'm always here to help you too man like if, if you ever need to you know just show somebody something you know i i, I we're on the same wavelength in terms of hip-hop so you know i'm always here to help if, if it's anything about shows or trying to connect with people network with people just let me Appreciate know man i'll help you out however i can man. so do i man I, i'm here to serve for the community so just let me know if there's something that i can be a part to or to help you with right. Right. no doubt man yo thank you again for doing this thank, thank you everybody you, for tuning in follow Luigi kun on everything listen to his music listen to wine's good problems out on spotify itunes actually buy it on itunes so he stays on the top of the charts uh yeah yo thank you again bro and peace man have a good night and Thanks for having me on this no podcast. No doubt.